Let's not move too fast. Let's worship the Lord for a moment. He's in the room with us. Go ahead and worship God where you are in your own way, in your own zone, in your own mind. Worship the Lord. He's been good to us this week. For those of you that are at home, you should be praising God right now in your living room. Praising him in your car, praise him in your headphones. If you're at work, wherever you are, give God his glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. Bless you. Let us pray. God, our Father, we give you all glory. We give you honor that you are so rightly deserved. God, forgive us for falling short, lifting our voices and opening up our hearts to you, God. We're here today to be refreshed, to be reminded, to be restored in our spirit that we might be in a position that nothing can happen that will take our love away from you, Father God. So God, forgive us for we owe you a loud praise, a sincere praise. Oh God, but the world is on us, God. The world is on us and we're here in your presence to be put back in our proper place. So God, we acknowledge you. We love you. And we depend on you. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. Woo, woo. Praise team. Y'all on it? Y'all on it? Let's get a praise team a hand. Let's thank you, band. Get a band a hand. So thankful that they are in tune with their spirit. It's so good to see all of you. So good to be with you, those that are watching online. We're so grateful to be with you this morning. Before we get into today's message, we want to send our prayers out to our brothers and sisters in the state of Texas. We don't take it lightly, nor do we watch the news as if these things cannot happen to us. So we send our prayers out to them. We know people in Texas. Some of you have family. Good to see you. Some of us have family in Texas. So we thank God that he has preserved them. When the system that's so delicate fails us, what are we going to do? What is going to keep us? See, I don't know, Brother Bates, what's going to happen to us as we leave this house of worship. Many of us don't even charge our phones that night. Let's, let's play the scenario. We don't charge our phones. So you wake up, a snowstorm has come. The power is out. Not only can you not see what's going on, you can't even check on your family, your relatives, your pastor won't be able to encourage you. What are you going to do? When the only thing that is keeping us right now, watch this, social media is keeping us connected. What if that connection is removed? What are you going to do? Do you see how delicate the system is? It's not nothing to put your whole trust in. The people we put in place start blaming each other, Mary. And some of them on their way to Cancun. Glory to God. Pierre, how the man. Got to see you. Good to see you, man. I'm sorry, y'all. That's my brother. Good to see you, man. Woo, God is good. Man. 
God is so good. So we preach truth. Though it can be hard, though it can be difficult, it's what's going to sustain you in difficult times. We began a series a few weeks ago, Spirit Breakout, y'all. We're still in it. We're talking about the things that keep our spirit locked up. And many of us have gotten to a place where God has shown us ourselves. We have repented and we come to a place where we're ready to be used. But yet we still find it difficult for the spirit to be released. What if you got your ducks in order? What if you got your life in order, your house in order, but still find your spirit locked up? You're praying, you're seeking God, you're doing what the Bible says, but yet there's still a cloud over you. And so we talk about the other enemy, which is the world. We all live in the world. We all got to walk in it. And I told my wife, baby, let's put on our Nike suits because I don't want nobody thinking you can't wear Nike or you can't look nice to think you're not worldly. Watch this. All clothing is worldly. God made us to be what? Naked. <laughs> so whether you got a nice car, a nice car, you want to go get you a horse and doom buggy, it's all worldly. Y'all know us. We'll end up with a horse with a decal on it. We'll have... We'll figure out a way to put rims on them, on them horseshoes, y'all. Look, just because you got to be in the world don't mean you of the world. And I want to get deeper into this cloud that's on us. Let me encourage you real quick because y'all going to be refreshed today. I, I want to encourage you. This is not like last week where I told you I was sad before I had to preach this message. I'm excited about today's message because it's going to refresh your spirit. It's going to make some things known unto you. But let us first go to John chapter 16, verse number 33. Matter of fact, I'll read at verse 31. Let's go to verse 31. Watch what it says. Jesus answered them, his disciples, and said to him, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered each to his own, and will not, and you will leave me alone. And yet, I am not alone because the Father is with me. Verse 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, hallelujah. I have overcome the world. Christ says in this world, in this system, you're going to have trouble. In this system, you're going to cry. In this system, it's going to be some painful days, some lonely nights. In this system, well, I love God because he's not politically correct. He's not telling us what we want to hear. He's telling us the truth. Just because you know me don't mean you ain't going to cry. Just because you know me don't mean you ain't going to struggle. And many of us believe this verse because our experience shows us there will be tribulation. But we don't believe it, Mike, because we have experience. We believe it because he said it. That's how you read the Bible. You believe it because he said it, not because you've seen it. So if you believe that you're going to have trouble, you ought to believe that you're going to overcome it. I care what you're looking at. I don't care how dark it is. Jesus overcame it. So will you. Just as real as your trouble. Your victory is just as real. Though it doesn't come in our timing, it still comes. So God gives us a promise. In this world, y'all, it's going to be trouble. But, but, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. 
I want to talk to you how Jesus did it. Why were they sad in this moment? It's because Jesus was on his way out. He said, y'all going to be scattered. There's times where Christians are scattered. There's times where we won't be able to come together in the future. There is persecution for the church, and that's according to the book of Revelations. There will be a time we're scattered, but I want to give you a, 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 a lesson that he taught his disciples before the scattering happened. Because I don't care what y'all think right now, we're not scattered. Not right now, not right now. You can see me right now because we're not scattered. I see y'all in the room because we're not scattered. God is giving us something to do before that real scattering comes. So Cliff, he's going to help me. I'm going to read this verse. 17 verses. I want to give you context. And if you listen with your spirit, I promise you, you will be encouraged with whatever you got to face on Monday morning. Let us go to it. In the 13th chapter, verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come and that he should depart this world to the Father, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose up from the supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Simon said to him, Lord, you washing my feet? (laughs) Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but you will after this. Peter said, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed, listen, listen, listen. He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but it's completely clean. But you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garment and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so am I. If I then, your Lord, your teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you when you do them. Give God praise for his word. Thank you, Brother Cliff. I don't care how holy you are, how righteous you inspire to be. Whenever you leave your home, and come back in. I need you to know you coming back with some dirt. 
don't care how good we in church right now, worshiping God with our, with our hearts open. Jesus taught his disciples many lessons in this text. And the one I want to pull out is how to keep each other refreshed. How do we keep each other going when it's so difficult to connect? Jesus taught his disciples something. This is what he did. He got up. He put a towel around his waist. Now, to me, if Christ is on his way out, everything in his last moments carries so much weight. The last thing he said to his disciples, his last actions were so great for his disciples, they keep us going today. This, y'all, is about me and you. It is about us staying refreshed in a world we have to live in. Your kids got to go to school. You got to go to work. <laughs> Call off, you ain't getting the check. You ain't paying bills. You're hungry. Watch this. A man don't take care of himself. He is worse. One of the worst. Worse than an infidel. God demands us to take, our, take care of our families. We must go out into the world. But how do we go out in the world and not let the world get on us? Have you noticed the mornings are so refreshed? Every morning is a brand new mercy. And no matter how difficult the night was, there is a sense of a fresh start. We meet together every morning and we have prayer and we start our day. Notice how the day goes. 12 o'clock don't feel the same as 8 o'clock. 3 o'clock don't feel the same as 12 o'clock. And then you get home and we forget an important element that though I'm clean, though I'm saved, my feet have been walking in this world. The disciples walk with Jesus. Let me give you text. The disciples walked with Jesus. They knew him. Jesus, because of their relationship with him, made them righteous. So when Peter found out that the washing of the feet was something that made him a part of Jesus, he said, Jesus, wash all of me. <laughs> if this is what's going to make me cool with you, wash my head, my feet, and everything you don't see. Lord Jesus, clean me. Jesus said, this ain't about that. You are already clean. You are already clean, but, but your feet got some dust on it. The Jewish custom was, Cam, when they ate dinner, like we wash hands, they wash feet. Now, whether you wear sandals, thong-toed sandals, or whether you wear just flip-flops, or even if you got on gym shoes, dust will get on your feet. This is so much bigger than, than, than the carnal understanding of it. I used to think in my minute mind, this is just about being humble and washing each other's feet. No, this is much deeper than that. Because you saved. You clean. You don't need to get back in the tub to wash up at the sink to take a shower. Jesus has already cleaned you. But this is about us waking up, leaving our kingdom territory. We think the world is God's and the devil trying to get in. Jesus said, this ain't my world. This Satan's world. I have left the Father, my kingdom, and I have come in the enemy territory. Y'all hearing me? We live in enemy territory. And the only place that belongs to God is the place we've dedicated to him, our home. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I want your spirit in this house. Oh, every demon, every witch, every soothsayer got to get out. This is a kingdom residence. And you go in every bedroom. Oh, no, get, off, get off my kids' beds. Get, get, get up out my bathroom. Get, get, get up out my living room. And every room in the house is God's. 
We on the yard giving God the land, but understand that street is the devil's. Your job, if it ain't dedicated to the Lord, shout out to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's kingdom territory, I'm sorry. And they said, I'm going to stick to God principles even if we lose money on Sundays. Did you see what God did for them? They taking over Wall Street. They give y'all, real quick, pause. They give y'all two pieces of bread, a chicken sandwich, no sauce, and two pickles, and we stay coming back. I'm sorry, that is an anointing. God is in the kitchen at Chick-fil-A. But that owner said, I'm dedicating my business to God. So when you go out there, my pleasure, it's a different system. You go to Popeye's. Let me stop. It's a different system. <laughs> what you want? Chick-fil-A run outside to you like, what can I get you? <laughs> It's a different system. You go into people's houses like, oh, I can't stay long. I, I feel something thick in here, and I, and I got a word from God, but if you don't run to receive it, can't go to everybody's house, can't go to everybody's party. Everybody ain't got a kingdom party. Can't hang with everybody, and you walk in that job, and you feel it. You just spent 30 minutes in prayer, meditation, and you walk in that job. And the devil waiting on you. He waiting on you through somebody. Oh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principle against the system. They got rulers, principalities, spiritual wickedness. And then you got somebody who have not given their soul to God, who is you being used by Satan himself. It ain't that you did something. It ain't the way you walk, the way you talk. It is because there is a seal on you. And you are an enemy. When we gonna get that? When we gonna get that? I don't, it, don't, it ain't gotta like you. You can't do nothing enough to like you. This is the world. But they waiting to boo you. That's the world. So we go out into the world. When you at the mall, that mall don't belong to God. You got to be careful of what territories you walk into. But understand this, we live in a world. We got to operate in it. You're going to walk into a devil territory sooner or later. You walk in there with the spirit of God in you. Wanting to speak to that dark place. You the light. Why are you looking for the light? You the light. Oh, somebody didn't get that, Cam. See, you want to keep switching jobs. Because you think it's something wrong over there. But why you think God got you there to be the light? But watch this. When our spirit is locked up, you get off work, you come home, you don't clean your feet. You go back out into the work, come back home, you don't clean your feet. Next thing you know, the dust that's supposed to be on your heels is on your ankles, on your legs, and now you're rolling in it. Now you are worldly. You used to think God first, now you think world first. You used to be a giver, now you all about making your money. Even if it destroys friendships and relationships. I ain't got time for them, I'm making my money. How foolish is that? That's worldly. If we ain't careful, y'all, the world will get on us. It got on the disciples. Watch this, it got on Jesus. 
That's why in John 6, 4 and 4, he went to the man and said, you ain't giving me water to wash my feet. The woman that came in with a cologne and, and cleaned Jesus with her perfume. Jesus was offended with the man, talking about, why is he wasting the perfect perfume on feet? Man, you ain't even giving me water to clean. So Jesus Christ went out to the world, and he had to tell everybody, y'all give me a minute. I'm going to a mountain to pray. Give me a minute, y'all. Y'all on me. Many a time, Jesus Christ had to sneak out the crowd <laughs> and find himself in a place that he can get what? Refreshed. So he told his disciples, let me wash your feet. You're already clean. Let me get the world off of you. Let me, let me get where you were stepping today off of you. Watch this. How many of y'all noticed that? You, you, you spent all day working. You know you haven't sinned. You haven't done anything wrong in your home, and there's a cloud on you. It's a film. You can't pinpoint it. You don't know what's wrong. Even those of you that are stay at home, there are still secular duties at home. Cooking and cleaning and, 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 and to, all, to all my stay-at-home moms who, who cooking and cleaning. And then the husband come home fussing. All of it's going on at once. And you feel like you're losing your mind and you go and sit and it's a cloud on you even though you were doing exactly what you and your husband agreed you would do. Where's the cloud coming from? I'm learning. I'm learning. When I walk into the house, I got to understand this. Me and my wife have conversations. Babe, I'm, 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 it's rough. It's a cloud. How was your day? Because before we start talking about home, let's make sure the world is off of each other. And we argue with each other, but you ain't mad at each other. You mad at Billy. I don't know, Billy. You mad at something that had happened while y'all was separate. Y'all, we, he told Peter, Look, if you don't let me clean your feet, you can't have no part of me. Notice what he said. Do as I have done. Uh, uh, we supposed to be cleaning each other's feet. Ooh. Now, come on, y'all. This ain't carnal. This ain't, some of y'all got feet like Cole from Martin. This ain't, this ain't about that. In my small way of thinking, I used to think it was about just being humble and being, being willing to meet each other where we are. No, it's a matter of that sometimes the world is on me so heavy and so thick, I need somebody to take my feet and refresh me. I don't need to get baptized again. I'm saved. I don't have to go through the whole process of rejoining the church. I'm saved. Look how good and righteous and holy you are. Got dust on your feet. So he said, do it to each other. How are we going to refresh each other when we can't see each other? It's one thing from being watching online, but you feel the separation. It's one thing. This COVID and this season is coming against us. There is only one enemy to the world system, the church. And I don't care what illusions are going on over here. It is all about getting rid of the church. We're the only threat to Satan's system. So when things start happening, you got to understand, it's just a matter of time before it gets to the church. Here we are in a world where it is difficult to wash each other's feet. So what's happening? People are losing fire. What's happening? I'm talking to people, they pass it online, ain't it? <laughs> 
It ain't it. How do we as a church stay alive? Because Jesus told us, blessed are you if you do them. So what's going on? How do we get back to washing each other's feet? We need small groups, don't we? Since we can't meet 50 of us, <laughs> since everybody ain't willing to meet 50, let, let, let's go back to the old day. When church was not about getting a position. At one point in time, y'all, church wasn't about titles. At one point in time, you didn't need a microphone to do God's business. But now people feel like they're being held back because they don't have a title. Now we're going back to the old days where everywhere you go, you got to be ready to wash somebody's feet. I'm back there praying, getting ready. Saw Sister Mary come in. She ain't say nothing. She just hugged me, and my feet got clean. <laughs> and many of us, watch this. What's the problem where we can't clean each other? Watch this. Let me tell you. It is because the spirit is locked up. And you at Kroger, and a single mom is in front of you making a purchase with three different cards. Because one card only got three on it. One card got 20 on it. She don't know how much is on this one. And you standing there with a locked up spirit and patient. And God brought you there for a reason. To wash her feet. To be a blessing. But when your spirit locked up, you standing in line just like the world. No, I learned this through experience. I went to the gas station. My sister was up in line, had like eight lottery tickets. And then when she bought all the lottery tickets, he gave her the total. Then she said, go ahead and throw another 20 in there. I mean, it just kept going on and on. But then I realized, man, it's a reason why people need lottery tickets. And the people we're supposed to be a blessing to, we can't be a blessing to because we locked up. So instead of pouring out, you take from the atmosphere. Oh, you a joy sapper. You walk in a room and people don't want to, man, listen, what's on you, man? You, you got something on you. Many a times, Jessica, it's just because we get off work and we sitting there with a locked up spirit. We tired. You earn the rest. And the Holy Spirit, now that you finally still and silent, that's when he speaks. Holy Spirit say, uh, you, ain't, you ain't saw me today. You, ain't, you haven't studied today. And watch this. You know you need to get up and study, but you can't. Why can't you? Spirit is locked up. That when he talks to you, you can't respond to him. So one of the reasons why we, we can't help each other right now it's because spirits is locked up. And God is allowing the world to break us down. I wish everybody would just be honest on Facebook and tell what's really going on at home. Could you imagine if people was honest? How many of y'all, not y'all, not y'all, y'all holy, how many of y'all are offended when the world is discussed? Don't nobody like talk, getting their friends talked about. If you find yourself offended when the world is discussed that, I said last week, there is no hope for this world. That's true. Only hope is in Christ Jesus. And everybody that want to put all their hope in the world is going to be judged with the world. A lot of people don't like that. Why? Because that's your friend. You want the world to make it because that's where you belong to. 
You went out into the world, got they education, got they job, and you want to keep your lifestyle, your American dream. God got a different dream for Christians. Got a different dream. Many of us have got so caught up in the world, God is going to use the world to break us. And then when the world breaks us, the spirit is broken free. So now you're so sensitive to the spirit. You know where to go, where not to go. You know what you can take, what you can't take. You know who you can spit on the phone, or sit on the phone talking to, and you know who you can't. You know what you can watch and when you cannot. Me and my wife had to take a break on power. How about this? There was a TV show. Me and my, I love TV, y'all. Ain't no, ain't no denying it. But some of y'all ain't got enough strength to be watching. At some point in time, me and my wife tried the TV show. Don't get mad at me. I'll just come to tell the truth. Lucifer. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I turned it on, y'all. I'm like, wait, just let me see what they doing. Y'all, they had Lucifer with swag. Let me tell you the truth. I start watching. I'm like, man, Lucifer... <laughs> Dang, they turn it off. I can't be watching nothing giving glory to him. Turn it off. Watch this. When your spirit is locked up, you can't hear him say that to you and you end up living and rolling in dirt and then wondering what's wrong with you. How many of you have sat down to pray and you don't pray because you ain't feeling it? I mean, you came to a prayer meeting, came into the prayer meeting, first person prayed, nothing. You think something wrong with them. You think they don't have power. The Bible said the prayers of the righteous availeth much. God hears righteous prayer. Second person pray, you don't hear nothing. Third person pray, all of a sudden, you start, hold on, wait a minute. Ooh, I feel that one. We start giving glory to each other. Rather than understanding, it just took a minute to get that film off of you. We come to church and hear worship music, and some of us can't worship with the praise team because you hear a bad note. You worldly. <laughs> and the Spirit will tell you what they're saying is actually truth. And by the third song, now you're clapping, now you're, now you're feeling it. What I'm saying is, y'all, it take a minute sometimes to get your day off of you. So when you sit down to pray, you got to understand, maybe it's 20 minutes of worship before you can ask God anything. Maybe it's just 30 minutes of, of nothing, of silence with gospel that, that will put your mind back in a place to speak to God because he can't speak to you without your feet being washed. How many of you are at home alone where you don't have help getting your feet washed? <laughs> Notice what Jesus said. He told his disciples, all y'all going to leave me. Y'all cold-blooded. Peter, you talking all that stuff. You're going to be the first one. All y'all left. And I ain't got nobody else. Jesus said, watch what he said. No, I'm going to go back to it. Mike, go back to the verse because I want to make sure they understand it. In verse 33, or excuse me, verse 32. Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come that you will be scattered, each to his own home. Each will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. Saints. My elders that are at home, it was so blessing to be with the Rubies yesterday on Zoom. Y'all washed my feet, and I hope I washed y'all's. 
But as you at home, as you are at home, understand this, you are not alone. None of us could ever be alone. And there's a period of cleansing you too can go through, even though you're in a house by yourself. What does it mean? Let me, let me make it as simple as I can. The longer you spend in the world, the longer you got to spend with God. If you got an eight-hour shift, you cannot go home and just go to sleep. You cannot just wake up and hit the door before you leave. You got to tell the Lord, Cam, Lord, I'm finna go. And understand what it really is. Lord, I'm finna go out here in this dark, dark world. And Lord, I need you with me. I need to see where my feet is taking me. Acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways and he will what? Direct you. How many of us are walking in this world without direction? Meaning every time the wind, <sighs> your mind go with it. Every trouble, you got to sit there and cry and whine. <sighs> Everything rocks you. Every bad news discourages you. But when you ask God to, uh, uh, God, rule my day, take me where you want me, you'll get to that spot and realize, oh, God, it hurt, but I must be here because you want to do something. Why would I complain about what you want to do through me? God, have your way in me. Some of y'all got to wake up earlier. Yeah, you're waking up 10 minutes before the shift. <laughs> And you wonder why you, you, you're trying to get to work, you're trying to do all this, and you scatterbrain. And at the first offense, you lose your cool with everybody else. Y'all, look, we need each other. Look, the church need community at home more than ever. Because we, these moments on Sunday where we got to touch each other, where we got to hug and encourage each other, fellowship is the washing of each other's feet. People coming in here heartbroken, heavy, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make it, and we need each other to keep each other alive. But many of us can't connect because we want to be safe. We need, y'all, we must have small groups in this church where five of us can get together and wash each other's feet. Five women, five men, mix it up, couples getting together. Y'all, we got to figure it out. We cannot be in the world six days a week and come in for an hour thinking we going to be all right. We losing strength. We losing our passion. And we giving the world more and more and more and more. We'll take breaks from church, but not the work. We'll be out in a place that we know killing our spirit, man, but we want the money. Oh, I know I'm right. Ruin the whole house, but y'all making money. Don't ever see your husband, but he ain't making that money. I don't want to be miserable with money. <laughs> Some of us have already had a taste. <laughs> we go on a vacation arguing the whole time. Me and my wife went to San Diego a long, long time ago. Had a trip, y'all. It was one of the best trips of my life. <laughs> Not for her. Why? Because I was fussing the whole time. <laughs> get on a trip. You get on a plane. You ready. You excited. And you frustrated. Things. Y'all, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Can't even enjoy all the hard work you spent to have this week away. Vacations won't 
give you the peace. Stuff won't give you peace. Switching up and moving and switching husbands and wives won't give you peace. What gives you peace is working through it with God. What gives you peace is that you know you are where you're supposed to be because God called you there. And so when the times get rough, you won't run with everybody else. How you know you're a friend of the world? Who get on Facebook telling the whole world your feelings? You feel bad, you get on Facebook because that's your friend. Go out to eat with your wife, your alone time, your quiet time, and you got to invite the world. How many of y'all about to make a post and you keep deleting it, keep deleting it because you want to make sure it fit with the world? How many selfies do you take before you post it? Oh, y'all fronting. If I go through y'all phone, how many, if I scroll through, how many pictures are you in there? <laughs> Get out your phone. I'm out, baby. <laughs> That's why Jesus said when you go places and they don't receive you, get it off of you. Y'all, listen, it's about getting it off of you, that rejection. The world ain't going to accept you. Stop trying to be like the world to fit in. They may say they like you, but in the back of their mind, they know you're not of the world. Let me give you scripture. Mike, I'm going to read this one. Let me give you scripture. Jesus Christ said a prayer on his way out. And I'm going to read half of it. If you want the full prayer, go to uh, John chapter 17 in its entirety. But I'm going to read to you uh, out of John 17 verses 11 uh, through 19. Watch what Jesus, my Jesus, your Jesus said. He says, now I am no longer in the world. He's talking to his father. But these are in the world. And I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you have gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition. That Judas guy, that, that, that betrayer, that, that, that scriptures might be fulfilled. Verse 13, but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. Many of y'all missed it. And many of y'all missed it and you ain't going to realize how blessed you are. You think you need more stuff to be blessed. That new, you think you need something different to happen to be blessed. Your joy is fulfilled. Fulfillment is in this verse. I just gave y'all how y'all are fulfilled. Jesus Christ said, I have given them your word. The world wants to take out of all your energy so when you get home to be fulfilled, you have no energy for it. The world wants to take it all from you. He said, I've given them your word and your, and your world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. Y'all hear Jesus? This ain't about coming out of it. This ain't about, we ain't about to move into a remote land and make our own clothes and, 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 and have our own community. This ain't about escapism. This is about being in the meat of it, in the thick of it, going where it's dark. There's a group of women who've been going to the strip clubs for over 40 years in the community. 
And they go in and they give the strippers money to give their time to witness. We ain't ready for that. Mm-mm, mm, I ain't going to no strip club. No, doc. I, I ain't there yet. No, doc. I can't go in no, spirit, in no strip club trying to pray a blessing on you. God is good. No, but these older ladies, they are so in tune with the spirit. None of it shakes them. None of it rocks them because they have grown with the Lord enough that they can go anywhere and not be touched by it. I know where I am in life. Do you? Is God not using the world to show you you right now? Is God not letting failure show you where your faith is? How many almost lost a job in the midst of this COVID? You now know where your faith is. Did you crack or did you pray? God has exposed us all. And at the same time, he exposed in the world. He took the baddest state in the country. See, New York ain't the baddest no more. Everybody moving out. California ain't the baddest no more. Everybody moving out. Guess where they going? Texas. Because taxes are good in Texas. Everybody that moved into Texas, everything's bigger in Texas. And God has made the biggest, baddest state look like a third world country in a matter of hours. Y'all going to continue to leave here and put your faith in this system and he breaking it? And he crushing it? But those of you that are part of the kingdom system? Those of you that, that do what Jesus said do? I'm so in the spirit. I'm ready. How many of y'all can say that? I'm so in the spirit, I'm ready. So watch this. My presence ought to encourage you. Your presence ought to encourage me. You are a joy giver, not a joy taker. And many of us are in a place right now where we can't give it because we haven't received it. It's a personal walk, y'all. I told y'all since March, this is personal. 2020 was personal. It was about you. It was about God. It was about getting yourself together. Because one of the biggest things why you can't wash other people's feet is because you ain't right with God. You make people your enemies when they're your friend. You call blessings curses. God say no, and it's a blessing, and you say, God, why are you leaving me? Y'all, what happened to the common cold? What happened to just regular flu? It's all gone, ain't it? Everything is COVID. I'm telling y'all right now, God want to speak to us about your life. In the spirit. God wants you to be encouraged by your brothers and sisters. See, when your spirit ain't right, you ain't going to let another brother wash your feet. When your spirit ain't right, you ain't going to let nobody put you in your place. Let me tell you all something personal. This week, I had to wash your brother's feet. The very next day, he was washing mine. This morning, I called a brother, and I washed his feet on the phone, and he spent six months washing my feet. He said, wash each other's. Humble yourself. So when we ask you what's wrong, look, 
I'm just a little down, but look, it's just the world. Humble yourself. Somebody asks you what's wrong, and they genuinely want to know. I'm not talking about in passing. Hey, how you doing? No, just, hey, good to see you. That's, that's the answer. <laughs> Don't nobody want to hear it. <laughs> I'm laughing because I walk past a person. I say, hey, how you doing? They start telling me. <laughs> it took a while, Nico. I'm just saying, bro. But there are sometimes, y'all, we are with brothers and sisters, and we acting like everything all right when it ain't all right, and that's what's keeping you from being refreshed. That's what's keeping you from being encouraged. That's what's keeping you from making it. Look, you can't do it just without, just, just you. And if you're by yourself, God the Father will come and meet you. But God has given us community. He's given us brothers and sisters, and we're not going to let COVID. My God is bigger than COVID. If I'm going to get sick, it ain't going to be because I've been somewhere scared, found. I'm going to get sick serving the Lord because it ain't my life. It's his. And if y'all find out tomorrow, pastor got COVID, you better believe I'm going to be in my room with my Bible praying. My wife already had it. Look, December, she was jacked up before they even knew COVID was here. My life ain't my own. And we read in the Bible how these men sacrificed their life for the spread of the gospel. We're not willing. Y'all, we can't stop what the church is supposed to be. Why? We're not a part of the world. And I know it sounds crazy. This is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to y'all, this is, you are being saved by it. We need each other. Because God, look, I'm telling you, we're going through it. People going through it. We need each other. Every time I see foundation, I feel a cleansing. Because he's stable in his walk with God. He's so fixed and stable. When I see him, it encourages me when I'm wobbly. I need my brother. I need my wife when I come home and I'm off. She need not to get offended and become worldly, but become spiritual. Just give me a hug. Look, you ain't even got to say nothing. Just hug on a brother. My wife come home about work. She don't want me to fix it. I learned this recently. I used to be like, well, baby, what you need to do? You need to go into that job. No. My wife ain't need me fixing nothing. She needed me to listen, get some soap, a basin, and a towel, and get the wiping. I don't care if they don't appreciate you at the job. I do. <laughs> you hungry? <laughs> Let me be me. <laughs> Ask her. I'll get in between them toes and get all the lint out. But she got to let me. I know. I want to present myself with gotten it all figured out. I'm a pastor. To some people, I'm supposed to have it all figured out. And so I bought into that. I bought into living a lie, presenting myself as though I've made it. And what happened was the dirt got so deep and so, so thick in my life, I couldn't hide it no more. But when my brothers, 
When the real people of God found out their brother has some dirt on, they got to scrubbing and not talking. Real ministry, a real ministry leader is those that walk around with a towel and a cup ready to cleanse your brothers and your sisters. You don't need a stage. All you need is a little zest. All you need is to walk in the spirit of God. So when, he, when you open your mouth, ain't nothing from the world coming out. <laughs> Only God. Because we have become masters at front and we know how to walk around like everything's okay. But inside, we dying. And sometimes somebody needs just a man of God, a woman of God to just walk by and say God is good. And it'll shake all the dust up off of you. I don't need nobody to sit there and agree with my pity party. I need somebody to tell me to gird up. God been good to you. Shut your mouth and give God praise. I want to sit around with nobody. Yeah, you right. They sure is wrong, ain't they? I wanted somebody to tell me, look, God has made you the lighthouse. How can you be a lighthouse when you're hidden? Your personal time is so important. Before you leave that house, is so important. Yeah, you leaving fresh, but understand what's going on throughout the day. The devil is throwing stuff on you. And he's waiting for you to respond. If you ain't got enough Jesus in you, you're going to act just like the world you're not trying to be. So Jesus prayed for us, y'all. He prayed we make it through it. Stop arguing, start washing. If you got beef with God, repent. If you got beef with God, repent. You are no good to the church. You are no good to your kingdom home. Yeah, you saved, but you got to acknowledge that some of the dust in your mouth should have been on your feet. You let it get it too far. So we repent, and we get right with God. Why? So we can be used by him. God, in the name of Jesus. God, we receive your word. Thank you, God, for speaking. Thank you for being so faithful. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your lessons that you've teaching us in our lives that we can share with our brothers and sisters. God, we in this world, but we not of it. You declared it so long ago, God, you kept us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, your helper teaches God's Lord corrects rebukes it brings things but he brings things back to our remembrance Lord we're thankful for him God we repent right now in the name of Jesus God 
for living in the world and becoming like the world. God, remove it from us. Continue to do the work. Remove it, remove it, remove it, God. Put our faith back in you. So anybody, God, that is in the process of being broken, not to be destroyed or cast down, but just to become what you called them to be, God, I pray for them. I pray that their faith not fail. I pray that they might be encouraged this morning. I pray, God, that they might be strengthened. I pray that they leave here rejuvenated, restored, ready to get back out, understanding what it really is, God. It's not that you have left. They have entered into kingdom, Satan's territory. So, God, protect us. Remind us, God. Keep us so sensitive to the spirit, God, that we don't need to escape to pray. We don't need to escape our environment to worship, God. We can do it without even opening our mouths in the middle of a conversation in the world, God. We can be so sensitive to hear your spirit. Break the spirit out of us, God. Break it out, break it out. Oh, God, we need it. God, the church needs it right now. God, the church needs your spirit. God, we need your spirit, God. The church is supposed to move by the spirit. God, but the world is so convincing. It's so thick, God. We think it's the only real thing, God. But in Jesus' name, I pray that what you're doing in us privately, God, will work. I pray, God, that the private struggles that your saints are in, God, will bring forth their spirit, God, so that we can be the true, the true church that you called us to be the church that we read about, God. This is not it. And I know it's not it, God. So we put ourselves in a position to be right, to be right, to be right, to be what you called us. Please help us, God. Please help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.